Hello and welcome to A Composer's Journey. Welcome to the show. This episode is about finding the time to compose. Well, actually, it's about one of the biggest time suckers because I put out a survey right at the beginning of this year, or maybe it was December of 2020. I put out a survey to all my followers asking what's holding you back? What's stopping you from getting where you want to go? And so many people said, I don't have the time to compose. I simply don't have the time. I, I'm not in the habit of composing. Uh, and these are people who said, I want to be a composer I, or I really want to compose more music. I want to write more music. And some of them said other things. I want to be better at the piano. But the biggest holdback by far, the biggest problem that almost all of you had was, I don't got the time. I don't have the time. Um, and that might be true for some of you. When I was doing my university degrees, my time was pretty intensely booked. And if you have new kids or something, you're probably very busy. But for a lot of you, that's probably not quite true. And so I want to tell you about uh, a problem that I've been having recently that has been dawning on me for quite a while, but it was only just this weekend that I suddenly realized how bad it was. So COVID started back in March 2020, and it was a bit of a shock for all of us, I think. And I remember that first month, I was sort of sitting on my bed, scrolling through the news for hours, because I had no idea what was going on. Um, none of us did. I had no idea how long this would last for. And some people were predicting the end of the universe. And some people were saying, oh, it'll be over by June. Um, and so I was in this kind of state of childlike panic where uh, I was just scrolling through my phone endlessly. I wasn't going outside. I wasn't getting anything done. And more than that, I started playing a game that I used to play when I was about 11. I stopped playing when I was 11 or 12 called RuneScape. And I started playing this game again. I just, I, my brain just sort of went back to this kind of state of uh, pre-adolescence. I don't know. I just, it just became a child again for about a month. And I played this game for about a month on my phone because I was just so, um, you know, my whole calendar, I had such a busy calendar and suddenly everything vanished. All my appointments vanished and everything. I thought, what the hell do I do now? And I wound up sitting on my phone for a full month and things got better and I became productive again. And I started doing work, uh, started making videos, started doing more composing and things. And things got back to a sort of new normal. And I did come back, come back from that. But for about a month, I was on my phone constantly. The trouble is I never fully so this sounds more dramatic than I mean it to. I never fully recovered in the sense that I wound up spending more time on my phone after the pandemic than I ever had before. I wound up spending more time per day on my phone than ever before. And I could blame the lockdown. The UK had quite a strict lockdown. So when I came home, I wasn't able to see friends for about nine months or something. I, um, I was basically just sort of in my bedroom and being on my phone was the way of keeping in touch with the world, feeling like I had some semblance of a social life. But the lockdown is is over now. You know, life is back to normal, but I found that I'm still spending a huge amount of time 
on my phone. Um, and that's not even to mention time on my laptop on social media or time in front of the TV, just time in front of screens. And don't get me wrong, some of this phone time is really useful. You know, I, some of the phone time is really valuable. Talking with friends on phone, on video chat, I love doing that. I'd never want to let that go. Or I use it as a timer when I go to the gym. So some of that phone time is, is useful. Or a timer when I'm cooking, I use it as a stopwatch and things. And, um, you know, use it to meditate. And, and sometimes I learn things on my phone. I'm not saying that all phone time is bad, but it got to a point. I looked at data from my phone over the last year and I was averaging four hours of phone time per day or more. Four hours is probably the minimum. An average of four hours per day on my phone. And the thing is, it's not just me. This is really typical. In fact, I think for a lot of people, their time would be longer, larger than four hours. Um, so let me break that down for you, what four hours per day on your phone means. We have 24 hours in a day, but really we have 16 hours in a day because you're going to be asleep for seven or eight hours. So we have 16 waking hours in a day. That means that for every four days of my life, I've used an entire day on my phone. For every four days, I will have spent 16 hours on my phone, which is an entire waking day. And yes, as I said, sometimes I'm actually using it as a stopwatch in the gym. So actually, you know, it, it, sometimes it's not all bad. But let's just say every four days, I spent an entire waking day on my phone. That means that for every month, for every 28, 30 days, I spent an entire week on my phone. Do the maths. That's what it means. For every month, I spent an entire week on my phone. Every month, you've wasted an entire week. If a smartphone didn't exist, would I be spending more time composing or doing the important stuff? But would I also less be, sorry, would I also be less overwhelmed because I didn't have to worry about, um, you know, I wasn't stressed because I'm, when you're on your phone, you're being constantly fed with new data, new information, new stimulation. It's not a very good way to decompress. It can feel like the right way to decompress at the time, but it's not truly a very good way for your brain to decompress. And so you wind up feeling more stressed, more overwhelmed, and then you're less likely to do productive work when you're supposed to be doing productive work. So I'm in a bit of a sort of bind. It's funny. I never thought I would define myself as uh, an addict of something, but I think phone addiction is the new normal. And it's not just me, it's everywhere. And if, if, if you're not sure about yourself, find data on your phone. Most smartphones have this now. Find data on your phone of how much time you're spending per day on your phone. Uh, because it's so normal now. And it's funny, I never had a problem with, say, food. You know, I, I, I came back from America and I was a little overweight. And I thought, okay, easy. I'll just eat less for a few months. And that's what I did. And I lost the weight. You know, I, I have an emotional problem with food. But I've been telling myself for months, I got to spend less time on my phone. I got to spend less time on my phone. I tell myself that. And yet still, for the last year, it's been an average of four hours a day 
consistently. So I honestly, I'm not entirely sure what to do now. Part of me wants to just throw the smartphone away and get a stupid phone. But the trouble is, uh, you know, a lot of my friends, especially across America and things, they they rely on uh, Messenger or Instagram or, or something to stay in touch. You know, they, they we can't we can't be texting on international numbers and things. So it's it's more a problem of maybe scheduling a time to use your phone. I'm only allowed to use my phone between five and six, or I'm only allowed to use it for maps or, or, or pragmatic reasons for that. I'm only allowed to watch YouTube on a Saturday between two and three p.m. or something. I don't know, but this is a problem that is actually now damaging the quality of my life. But the trouble is I say that, but the thing is the reason I keep doing it is because it's so enjoyable. It's it's low key, very enjoyable. I just sit there and enjoy this kind of, this 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 kind of opioid bliss of scrolling through YouTube scrolling through my phone it's a very easy shortcut to to kind of dopamine stimulation it feels good that's why i keep doing it and yet i know that if i weren't doing it i would feel a lot more relaxed and i think i would be a lot more productive and imagine if you had an extra week every month an extra week every month with no commitments an extra week where you could do whatever you like um and, and this is obviously meaning you're not going to be just scrolling through YouTube, scrolling through Reddit, scrolling through your phone, an extra week where you can just fully relax and be creative. Do you think you get more done every month? Anyway, this uh, was a bit of a personal insight into a struggle that I'm having at the moment. And it's something that I realized this week, I got to get this solved. I got to get this resolved. I need, I need to do this because there are these fat cats in San Francisco who are laughing right now because they're making billions off our addiction. These, these, these tech gurus in San Francisco, they don't let their kids have access to these tools, but they sell all these tools to us knowing that it'll be addictive, knowing that we'll get hooked on them and that we'll make them a lot of money at the expense of our own life, literally at the expense of our own life that we waste hours on them every single day. Uh, for their profit. So it's something that I've been dealing with, and maybe you are too. But for a lot of you who said in that survey, I don't have the time to compose, first look to your phone. And if not your phone, then look to your habits online in general. Do you spend a lot of time scrolling through social media or scrolling through, I don't know, Reddit or YouTube or whatever it is? Uh, do you spend a lot of time in the evenings just watching TV, binging Netflix or something? Let me get this straight. There's nothing wrong with doing these things in moderation. Um, you know, if you did an hour of it every day, I'd say that was probably quite healthy. One hour per day or something, because, you know, they're fun. These things are really enjoyable. But the trouble is they're designed to hook us. Netflix, as soon as, you know, you watch one episode and then you've got a 10 second countdown for the next episode. And you can just get hooked in this cycle where you never intended to but you're then suddenly there three hours later thinking, oh, where's all the time gone? Um, in the same way, phone, you think, I'll just watch this one YouTube video. And then an hour later, you're thinking, what the hell? What, what just happened? Um, so there's nothing wrong in moderation. But the trouble is, these tools 
are designed to trick you. You think you're going to sit in for moderation, but you wind up going for the whole thing. It's like um, it's like eating a donut. Do you ever eat just one bite of a donut? Oh, I'll just have one bite of this donut. No, once you've had one bite, you're going to eat the whole donut. And in the same way, once you sit down and start on your phone, oh, I'll just have one hit of Instagram. And suddenly 15 minutes later, you're like, why am I still on my phone? It's designed that way to hook you in. So I think phones are wonderful things in moderation. But the trouble is, they are designed to screw you out of moderation. So it's a really tricky um, balance to find. So anyway, there is a book that I read a while ago called Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport, Digital Minimalism. Cal Newport actually wrote one of my favorite books on, on work in general called Deep Work. I, it's, one of the, it's one of my most recommended books to anyone, Deep Work. But Digital Minimalism, it goes through his strategy to get off your phone. Uh, I actually managed to go for about 20 days only using my phone for 15 minutes a day. And it was bliss. And the funny thing was, I was so relaxed and I got so much done. I got so much done and I wasn't overwhelmed. And yet I've never been able to reproduce that. That's how frightening this is. That I know without my phone, it's hard for like a day or two because you feel like you're missing out on the world. But really you're not, let's face it, you're not. Um, and you can check it, you know, five minutes at lunchtime and 10 minutes in the evening to, to catch up with friends. But you're not missing out and you wind up much less overwhelmed and you wind up with all this free time where suddenly you're like, I have time to listen to a whole album. I have time to sit down and write something. This is really cool. I've got so much more free time. And I managed to do that for like 20 days before I snapped, um, had a bad day and wind up binging. And then I've never managed to reproduce it for that long again. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time. Maybe I should commit myself now on this podcast to say, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to, you know, email you once a week, get on that email list, by the way. <laughs> but um, I'll, I'll email you once a week and let you know how that's going. And what I've, how I've been finding the whole journey. But maybe it is time now because this is getting out of hand. If I've been wasting one week per month for the last year, then that's three, that's three whole months of the year on my phone. Three months this year I spent on my phone. So, and you know, my results aren't extreme. This is the point I'm trying to say. My results are not extreme. Um, I'm going to Google right now, right while I'm recording the average phone time. Um, Americans spend an average screen time of 5.4 hours on their mobile phones daily, a little above five hours on that. So I'm not even, you know, I'm average. And that's not a good thing. That means you're probably average too. Anyway, I've said enough on this. Something to really take seriously though. If you want to get your life back, you want to get your time back, you want to have a more fulfilling life, find a way to really moderate this. I'm not saying ban it altogether. There's some great things that come with a mobile phone, some great things that come on TV. I love a bit of TV. Anyway, anyway, you, you get the point. So I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, if you want these updates, I just send one email a week, typically one email a week with content for composers and music lovers. You can join that email list on insidethescore.com forward slash whoop hiccup forward slash composers. Okay. 
enough said. Had a great, have a great week. See if you can be more aware of your phone time. And if that frees up more time to be less stressed and more creative.